Hey Gems, welcome back to the show. Let's not waste any time and jump straight into the topic. So before we jump into tonight's topic, I want to make sure to mention that there's a great opportunity to work very closely with me linked in the bio. So make sure that you click the show notes and click the link to learn about that opportunity where we'll talk more about attachment, personal finance, and personal growth. I'm so excited to kind of launch and announce this really exciting opportunity to work together more closely um, for all of those who feel like the podcasts have been helpful and that the tips have really changed the way that you look at things. And this is just so that we can take things to the next level and that you can have the support that you want and that you need. So today we're talking specifically about how attachment affects breakups. Okay. So it's really important to note that if you haven't listened to any of the attachment episodes yet, and this is the first one you're coming across, make sure to also click the show notes (laughs) to get some context on what attachment is. Basically, How we develop and learn to manage relationships is based on our attachment and our attachment kind of is derived from our early life experiences and our relationships with our primary caregivers growing up. So there are a few different attachment styles, right? There's secure, there's anxious, and there is avoidant, okay? And based on your attachment style, that will dictate how you handle breakups. In the future, I'll probably do a series where I talk about how to break up with someone from each attachment style, but today we're going to be talking about what it looks like for each attachment style during and after a breakup, okay? So as you could probably guess if you've been listening to the attachment series altogether, those who are securely attached, who feel like it's easy to connect are also able to handle breakups easier, if that makes sense. It's not necessarily easy breezy, but they're able to manage breakups. They're okay as far as understanding that this is something that occurs. It, it happens, you know, relationships begin and oftentimes relationships will dissolve and end. So someone who is securely attached will likely utilize healthier coping skills. They'll be able to talk to their friends and family or trusted people that in their lives. They'll be able to identify, you know, patterns that were unhealthy or unproductive that led to the breakup. They'll be able to process it maybe at an easier rate than those who are insecurely attached. And so for someone who is securely attached, that is what it will generally look like. It doesn't mean that they're not going to struggle at all. It doesn't mean that life is just easy for them, but they may have a higher potential to be able to accept and move on past that relationship in a more seamless process, okay? Now, for someone who is anxiously attached, Okay, someone who feels like I want this person or, you know, I want love and affection, but I don't feel like those who I love want to give the same amount back or the same, give it back to me in the same way. Struggle with breakups quite a bit. So for someone who's anxiously attached, we do a lot of what if questioning. 
So we will, what if or what happened, right? So a lot of questions around, you know, what did I do? Oftentimes um, going internally and kind of blaming oneself for the breakup, feeling like, you know, you're not good enough, feeling like there was something that you could have done differently to keep this person in your life. And someone who's anxiously attached is going to have a harder time managing with healthy coping skills unless they already had those coping skills in place. They're aware of, you know, what they've got going on and how things affect them and are able to uh, practice that awareness to support their healing. If those things are not in place prior to a breakup, then someone who's anxiously attached oftentimes will turn to unhealthy coping skills. Now, there is a spectrum here that we have to look at. Someone who's anxiously attached on one extreme may be the type of person to call multiple times, send multiple text messages, send large um, long paragraph text messages, bounce back and forth from being um, upset and angry to asking for forgiveness to being confused to being frustrated. Um, and they may seem all over the place during a breakup. Oftentimes, uh, this person may also on the very extreme end, this is not everyone that's anxiously attached. Okay, let's get that straight may be a person that uh, stalks a partner or cannot let go of the relationship ending. It's tough for them to accept that the relationship is ending um, to the point that they may be jealous or they will try to reestablish the relationship even though they may also be angry. Okay, now there's a wide range of behaviors and responses within that. Um, those are some of the general ones. Now, someone can be anxiously attached um, and know that they're anxiously attached and kind of suffer by themselves, if that makes sense. Like they know they want to reach out, but they're doing their best not to. Um, but it feels like torture for that person, okay? Because what they want is to resolve this feeling of... Um, nervousness that is coming up for them. And the way that they know how to do that is to externally regulate with support, but they can't get the support from the person that they're not with anymore because they're not together. So that's really tough. Now, those who are avoidant, as far as attachment goes, are going to be avoidant. It's very, you know, it's very straightforward, y'all. Um, if someone is avoidant, they may resort to isolating and going within quite a bit. So they will not necessarily reach out to friends and family. They're not going to really rely on the support of anyone else because they are internal regulators. Okay. So they are going to try to internally regulate because on some level, some, you know, way, shape or form, they feel like they can only trust people so much um, to support them. Uh, be maybe because that's been their experience. So someone who is avoidant is going to do just that. Uh, oftentimes an avoidant person and an anxious person will be together and then they will break up and uh, the the breakup will be a stimulus and response trigger for both of them because the anxious person will want to talk about things over and over again and the avoidant person is overwhelmed and wants to retreat, go into the turtle shell and that triggers the anxious person and then the anxious person triggers the fearful person, the avoidant person. Yes, it is a 
cycle. So that's why it's really important to understand our own attachment styles so that we're better able to heal, grow, and learn by ourselves and in our relationships. Um, And the avoidant person may turn to unhealthy coping skills such as, you know, uh, drugs or alcohol. They may turn to sex um, with partners. They may turn to, you know, a myriad of different things. Those who are avoidant may want to, like, change their phone number, move, quit their job. They want to get out of the situation as much as they possibly know how to, okay? So those who are avoidant will freeze and flee, flight. They want to get out. Those who are anxious often want to fight, not physically fight, but they want to work things out. They want to have the conflict and try to figure figure out a solution, okay? Those are the general ways, general, hear me when I say, (laughs) general ways that attachment style will affect breakups You also want to make sure that you're just doing your own work, getting a therapist if you need to, getting a coach if you need to, getting a mentor, getting peer support that is supportive for you as you heal and you grow and you learn. And I'm so glad that you feel like these episodes are helpful. I get feedback regularly on how transformative it has been for people in their relationships and in their personal growth, which helps me to know that I'm headed in the right direction. So again, I appreciate you so much and make sure to click the link in the bio for more information on how we can work more closely together so that I can kind of be added to your support team. And I will talk to you next time, Gems. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the podcast, you have a few options. You can subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to it, and you'll be notified as new episodes are uploaded. You can also leave a review or send me your feedback. Doing so helps me to create content that's relevant to what you want to hear about. And last, you can share the podcast with a friend. Whether it's directly or sharing it on your social media, it helps them to know that you think that this is information that they need to hear about. Thank you.